0: you made it premature but Um, you helped carry us through COVID, really, you know. Um, I had my little slump, pasted myself through it and got back up. (laughs) And Jacob just carried us through uh, with all the recording, putting stuff together, getting us online. It was all him. And uh, so we love you, we thank you, we honour you, and we're looking forward to right now as you bring the word uh, to kick off our Christmas series, Christmas Perspectives, God the Father. Put your hands together for Pastor Jacob Hill. all right christmas perspective i love christmas i I, mel was we're looking at the time and i said there's no way and she's like oh no we'll finish it this time i said oh no (laughs) it's adele's fault (laughs) adele as the assistant pastor you will get blamed for most things (laughs) do most things and mel's name will be at the top of most things So the, the greatest will serve. <laughs> All right. Christmas, so we're, we're just, uh, on our run into Christmas, we uh, we like to put our attention to just, just this amazing season where really everybody around our, our culture will just sort of slow down, stop, and we have an opportunity to, to share our faith like we don't get throughout the year. We, it's just it's a unique opportunity, and we love to, just as a church, be able to stop and actually focus and put some intention and. In, direction in our messages toward uh towards christmas and and what we're doing this year is we're uh we're, we're doing a series called christmas perspectives and what we'll be doing is, is sharing a little bit about the christmas story from the perspective of key players and so this morning what i want to do is i want to come from the angle of the key pl- player perhaps one of the key players uh, god the father It's got to start somewhere. And the scripture says, in the beginning, God. So we'll we'll start there. All right. So we're going to... I just want to read John chapter 3 and verse 16 through to 18, and then we'll pray. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned... But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Lord, we thank you for Christmas. Lord, we thank you for sending your Son. We thank you for coming to earth in human form to redeem us, to save us, that to give us eternal life, to give us uh, the fullness of life here on earth in our lifetime and for eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. So what was God's perspective of Christmas? God's perspective is the same as my kids. He couldn't wait for it. He couldn't wait for it. He's sitting there for thousands of years waiting for Christmas. Thousands of years waiting for Christmas. Now, how do I know this? I'm glad you asked. Galatians 4 Uh, Chapter 1 says this, What I'm saying, this is the Apostle Paul speaking or writing a letter, what I'm saying is that as long as an heir is underage, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were underage, we were in slavery under the elemental uh, spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave to sin, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. So there's a period of time, and a lot of us will know the story of Adam and Eve, where God actually created humanity into perfection and and just called a mankind to live this amazing life. But then what happened was Adam and Eve, they decided they didn't want to do it God's way. Essentially, they said, God, no, I'm going to do this my way. I don't need you. You can't tell me what to do. I'll be my own boss. And God, as a father, had to let them go. He had to give them what they wanted. He had to give them... He had to honor their decision because you see, God had made this couple so powerful. He had given them such, a, a, such a, a, an amount of authority, a dominion over the earth, that He actually had to let them t- take their decision and run with it. He had to, it would be actually been unfaithful and against His nature. It'd be like if I uh, gave Debbie a car. I mean, Debbie, here's a car. And then all of a sudden, and i write it out and her name and everything and then i don't like how she's driving it i can't take it back that would be unjust of me that'd be unrighteous of me and it was exactly the same with god the father and from that point on god is waiting for christmas and and to really understand it the scripture says that outside of time Christ came outside of time. Christ was crucified outside of time. It says before the foundation of the world, Christ was crucified. So God's got this understanding. Before He even made and breathed breath into the first man, He knew we were going to blow it. He knew we were going to need a hero. So between the there was we think there's maybe four thousand years, but roughly between Adam blowing it and Jesus rescuing. So through that time, God is like a kid with his little advent calendar. Rip it down, eat the chocolate. (laughs) Oh, it's getting closer. You just see God there with his little ad, like rip it down. You know, like key moments in in history. Firstly, okay, what's another key moment? The ark. Rip it down. Get the chocolate. Next thing, uh, you know, Moses and the the, uh, the, the 10 command, rip it down. Key point. And it's getting closer, it's getting closer. When you really look at it it was it was getting worse. It was just getting worse the whole time. So, and this is So what I want to focus on is it said here but when the set time had fully come God sent his son. For us we designate the set time for Christmas as the 25th of December. Historians will tell us it's not then, who cares? It's when we get our public holiday for Australians it means we get it in summer for the people in the north they get the snow if it was us in winter it would just be miserable and wet so we love it it's a set time but it's saying here the set time had fully come now what what was god waiting for what was god waiting for it was external and internal the set time you've got set times in your life it might be to meet the right girl to meet the right guy, to get the right job, to get the promotion, to 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 have that uh, to have that child, to have it's the external and the internal. Sometimes we're waiting for things to fall into place, but God's actually trying to get things ready for them to fall into place. And then, with this, the set time had fully come. Here, what this is there's the external and the internal. The external seems obvious. You see, it wasn't until the time of Christ that uh, the Romans had fully established safe travel through the known world. Uh, All all through Europe and the Middle East, there was safe travel now. It's called they call, we'll know the the term, the Roman road. They would built roads and safe travel and they were guarded roads and they were paved roads and there were uh, garrisons along the way. And it was secure and the, the safest travel had ever been in history. There was a common language. Alexander the Great had come and, uh, and, and had overtaken most of the, the known world, and uh, Greek was now spoken throughout through multiple uh, through, through multiple continents and through mul- multiple nationalities. There was never a time for a uh, for a story to go out and be held consistent in the history of time. The Romans had taken. Alexander's idea of colonization and actually perfected it. And now we had a, a guy called Caesar who wasn't a person. It was actually a title. Caesar just means like king or pharaoh. These aren't like, oh, what's your name? Oh, your name is Caesar. No, 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 that, that's a title. And then we had the title Caesar and that title meant Lord. It meant owner. So Caesar actually owned everything. But for the first time, conquering armies wouldn't take slaves out and bring them into their homeland. They would inject their own government into, into a culture and that, that culture would permeate into the society and, and it was a term we now are very familiar with called colonization. It's actually kingdom, the understanding of a kingdom going out. For the first time, we had language and an understanding for what God was talking about when he's talking about his kingdom come. This is the external. The world was ripe. The internal... I want to show you the internal, explain to you the internal and help you. How can you talk about the father without reading the father, the parable of the father, the prodigal father, as Malcolm would call it. The rest of us would know it as the prodigal son. Jesus continued, Luke 15, 11, There was a man who had two sons. Prodigal means extravagant. It doesn't mean errant. It actually means extravagant. Generous, like super, like it, when, when we say all oh, the prodigals returned, what we're actually saying is the, the, one, the, the, the one who's living in excess has returned. So we, when Malcolm calls God the prodigal father, he's talking about it as a, a super generous father. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to the father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided their property among, uh, between them. Not long after that, the son got all he had and set off for a distant country and squandered his wealth in wild living. He took his father's assets and resources and said, I don't need you, I don't want you, I don't want anything to do with you, I'm going to do it my way, I know better than you, this is mine. Very, very, does it sound familiar? He said the same thing to God, to his father that Adam said to God the father, essentially. I'm going to do it my way, I don't. you can't tell me what to do. So he's taken his wealth and squandered it on wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country. He began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father." And say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer to be worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he went up and went to his father. What happened there? A set time was fully come. A set time had fully come. This guy, as much as we're sitting here waiting for Christmas, as much as God the Father was waiting for christmas the father in this story was waiting for the set time to come but while he was still this is how we know he was waiting while he was still a long way off he was waiting his father saw him was filled with compassion for him he ran to his son threw his arms around him and kissed him the son said to his father father i've sinned against heaven and against you i'm no longer worthy to be called your son but the father said to his servants quick Bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. God is waiting for Christmas. As the time is happening, you can imagine Alexander the Great takes power and God's like, Rip, eats the chocolate. It's getting there. The Romans come. And take over Jerusalem. Things are the worst they've ever been for this country. Rip. Pull out the chocolate. They're getting there. The time was happening. It was coming. It was coming. So my question was, is it, was it getting worse or was it getting closer? Is it getting worse or is it getting closer? Is it getting worse or is it getting closer? The set time, external and internal, both have to line up. I love there's one paraphrase I've heard. It says, at the culmination of the ages, at the crossroads of time, the external was lined up, but the internal, you've got to remember these people had rejected God. They said, God, I don't want you. I don't want you. You can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me what to do. I'm going to do it my way. As we look at this story of the prodigal son, the the, the son who, who, who blew his father's fortune, listen, he longed to fill his stomach with the pods the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. No one gave him anything. What if someone gave him something? Said time, gets pushed back. Close up the little advent, put the chocolate back. Pushes it back, pushes it back. But no one gave him anything. See, these God's people, the, the Israelites, had said to God multiple occasions, we don't want you, don't tell us what to do, we do it on our terms... And then eventually God said, okay. He said, okay. And the ultimate, not giving them anything, was he removed his voice. The scripture says that we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds forth from the mouth of God. God removed his voice. There was no prophetic word for 400 years. The prophet Malachi to the prophet John, there was nothing for 400 years. Things got worse. Invading armies came. By the time that Jesus was born, there was a Caesar was Lord of all. The owner of their property. There was a governor who was the boss of the puppet king Herod. The religious system was rotting and robbing the people. Things could not get worse, and them still be breathing. But no one would give them anything to eat until the time was fully come. They were ready. See, it's like this. I remember uh, my brother Isaac. A lot of us will know him, and he's uh, he's a Teen Challenge graduate. Which Teen Challenge is a Christian drug and alcohol rehab that, uh, and, and he, he, I remember him, him coming over to to Perth. My dad put him on a plane one time, and he's like, Isaac's got to leave the state, <laughs> pick him up from the airport, and and Melissa and I took him into our home. But we, on the provision that he would get help, we we weren't just going to give him something to eat to, to to push back the set time. We said, if you go on the waiting list to go to Teen Challenge, you can stay here. The day you're off the waiting list, you you, you can't be here. One time I come home and his room's empty and he's moved into a drug house. Everything in me wanted to get a bat, go into that house, take my brother out. He needed a hero. He needed to be rescued. But until the set time was pointless, until he was ready, it was pointless God was waiting for Christmas. He was waiting for his church to be ready. He was waiting for his bride to be ready. He was waiting not just for the externals, the communication system, the transport system, the ability for the gospel to go and explode through the known world and even into the unknown world. He was waiting for his people to be ready. So when we're looking at a Christmas perspective, And we want to look at the perspective of God the Father. I can imagine Mary toward the end of her term. Daisy could tell us well. We've had three kids. And at that last trimester as it gets closer, you just think, get this thing out of me. And the husband saying, amen. As keen as they are to meet their special little bundle of joy and god was waiting across time he was waiting across time he watched empires rise and fall kings born and die he watched he, he would have seen some of the great the, the great he would have seen the ice age come and go he, he would have seen some of the amazing events of history some of the great volcanoes and the the meteor strike that hit uh, up at wolf creek crater he would have seen the dinosaurs become extinct he would have seen all of these things as as things shifted the great flood the continents separating and the water coming and he would have seen it all just waiting just waiting until the point where his church was at the place the people who would be his church his people his bride were at the place where they were finally ready to actually receive their king. We want to look at how God the Father saw Christmas. Little kid, Christmas Eve. We've got a service here, Christmas Eve. We're going to see some excited little kiddies here. They're in the service, aren't they? We're going to see some excited little kiddies. That's nothing on God the Father. That Christmas Eve, no wonder the angels celebrated, no wonder there was an explosion in the heavens. God was like, The set time has fully come. I was going to invite Karen if you could come up with the keys. We're going to pray for some of you today's your set time. We've, I, I expect in our lives that there's probably all of us, I would say, have got things we're wondering is it getting worse or is it getting closer. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says this, it says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him and have been called according to His purpose. When things are getting worse, guys, we need to understand that the miracle is just getting closer. The miracle is getting closer. The external and the internal need to line up. And you know what? So often it's your internal. So often it's your internal. I've prayed a lot of prayers and I don't believe for one second God said no to them. I believe God said yes. Let me just get you ready for that. I'm going to need to break you. I'm going to need to pull you apart. I'm going to need to humble you. I'm going to need to make you... And I said, no, 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 I'll take that's fine. No, 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 you're too late. I already pressed go. Things seem like they're getting worse but God says they're getting closer. Thessalonians puts it like this, 1 Thessalonians 5.16 Let joy be your continual feast, make your life a prayer and in the midst of everything, always be giving thanks for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ. Do you think God was losing sleep? Do you think that God was losing sleep when the Romans came into town? oh no my kids oh no my whole plan no rip pull out the chalky. it's getting closer it's getting closer it's getting closer lord let's pray with me church if you're online join me too please lord we all got stuff going on in our lives Your perspective of Christmas puts it into into perspective in our lives. God, I pray that you would give us the grace to be able to allow you to do what you need to do in our lives. While you're preparing things externally, we allow you to prepare us internally for the promises you've got for us, Lord. Lord, that we don't be the blockage, God that we, like that sun come to our senses. But my prayer is, is it doesn't take disaster to bring us to our senses, Lord. But if that comes, so be it. We recognize your hand moving in our lives. I, want to, I just want to pray for those people who have never made Jesus the Lord of your life. And what do I mean by that? We, we spoke about Caesar owning everything. It's really, it's coming to the place where, where we say, God, you can't tell me what to do. I'm yours. <sighs> if you're anything like me, you tried doing things your own way for long enough. And if you're honest with yourself, you have to say it does not work. It doesn't matter what level of external success you experience or what level of uh, relational joy or whatever the thing is. You, it, there's a something inside that says it's not done there's there's something missing I'm here to tell you that when you come to your senses God will complete you and if that's you I just want to invite you to follow me in prayer and just repeat after me and church I just invite you to join me as well just repeat after me guys dear God today I choose to follow you Forgive me for living life my own way. From today forward, help me to live for you. Give me grace to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen amen if you prayed that prayer for the first time we would love to get in touch with you if you're online let our welcome team know we'll get some resources to you if you're here in the building come and see me uh, or melissa or adele and we will have a chat with you pray with you and get you some resources to start you on your journey but this is day one guys day one so a new walk with god amen i'm a bit like god i can't wait for christmas amen Alright, I'm just going to turn over to the worship team.